0: Welcome to episode 46 of African in American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love family, I hope you're doing well. The family and I are doing amazing. Uh, And speaking of the family, I now, I have another guest this week someone who is very dear and true to my heart, someone that I love very much, I have my son. (laughs) My son is going to be a guest this week on the show, and we are going to be talking about homeschooling the public school system, and bullying. So my sweet son is going to give us some insight as he has been homeschooled and as he has attended public school to kind of give us a first-hand account, you know, from the children as to what's going on. So let me go ahead and introduce y'all to the love of my life, my sweet son that I love so much, my baby. Mm -hmm. I'm like kissing him on the show. My son, Elijah Nelson.
1: Say hi, Elijah. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here right now. I hope you love my talk and chat. Oh. Let's get started. Oh.
0: See, so this interview was hard for me to do because I just want to hug him and kiss him the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I'm going to try to leave you alone. <laughs> um. So... I I have a lot of people that reach out talking and asking about homeschooling. So just to catch you all up. So Elijah was homeschooled from pre-K all the way to fourth grade. Um, Homeschooling is an excellent solution for us as a people. uh, Because our children are definitely targeted in the school system. Um, You know, you have white female teachers teaching black male boys and she is literally the furthest thing from him and it makes her it makes it difficult for her to relate to the children um i think it's difficult for these white teachers to deal with black parents we get lost in translation uh Um, Most teachers, I want to say out of statistic wise, the third most popular career for teachers to be married to is I'm sorry, the second most popular career for teachers to be married to is police. The first one is other teachers. Most teachers are married to other teachers. The second career is um Police. So now you have these white women that are teaching our black sons that most of them are married to somebody in law enforcement. So those negative stigmas and stereotypes carry on into the classroom and they, it ends up being a factor in how they interact with your children. Uh, you also have to deal with the lies that public school teaches. Um, you know, public school is pretty much trying to do away With true history, do away with teaching slavery, do away with teaching Jim Crow and civil rights, you know, and they're trying to put our kids in these schools and tell them that, um, you know, Christopher Columbus came and had dinner with the Indians, like, you know, so what a child is taught to be true and what a child believes all the way up until approximately age 12 they will deem as truth for the rest of their lives um most of the time so it's so damaging when we have our children in these school systems and they get taught lies and you know it and that's why we have a lot of grown adults to this day that you know are kind of like out of touch and a little bit delusional because they rely to their whole lives and once they get grown it's almost hard it's almost impossible to do away with that um so homeschooling is a great tool um uh it was Malcolm X that said only a fool lets the enemy teach their children um now I do know that homeschooling is not uh, achievable for everyone right now. It's something that we definitely are working towards, and we all should be working towards. But I understand that there are certain circumstances where you may not be able to do it. So it's very important to discuss what your children are learning in school and make sure that you are educating them at home, so that they're you're not solely depending on what they learn in that classroom. Because um, that's real education when you can teach your children the truth, teach them who they are. Um, Homeschooling is also great because you don't have to worry about vaccinations and other children and having to deal with all those different energies. Uh, You know, unfortunately, there are a lot of children who go through a lot at home and then you're kind of sending them to school with your kids and, uh, you know, sometimes crazy things can happen. I was just um, reading an article about uh, a young girl that got into a fight, fifth graders, got into a fight and... With another girl that had been bullying and harassing her and three days after the fight, the, the little girl ended up passing away. Um, and that's not the only story like that. There are actually several stories like that. And when I hear those stories, the first thing I think of is that we really put too much trust in these people to defend our children. Um, Because basically what these teachers do is, you know, these children fight and they feel like, oh, I'm not obligated to intervene and I don't get paid enough for that. So they will literally sit there and watch your child die. Um, So it's very important to understand that we cannot put any trust or expectations in them to protect our children um, because... You know, we're the only ones that are gonna lay down for hours. We we can't expect other people to do that. Now there are some teachers who are excellent and wonderful and they'll go to that extent to, you know, protect their students, but not every teacher is like that, just keeping it real. So You know, when I heard that story, it just made me very sad because I'm like, you know, the mother probably felt like the school was going to take care of it and handle it, which clearly it didn't happen. Because apparently in the story, the girl that was doing the bullying had been bullying, um, had been bullying the young sister for some time. Um, The next thing it makes me think is, uh, you know, kind of what it takes to beat someone to death. It takes a lot to do that. So then it makes me wonder, you know, what kind of home life, what kind of triggers, what kind of anger that this young black girl had in her to where she's beating one of her sisters to death. Uh, I feel like that's a sign of some severe trauma and emotional issues in those children. Um, So with homeschool, the way we did homeschool was, uh, we did it with other, other parents and other children, because I think that the number one worry with parents with homeschooling is the social lives of their kids. Uh, so when you homeschool with other children, you know, it takes away that worry. And then you also supplement that with extracurricular activities and sports and things of that nature. So do not think that homeschooling means that, Oh my God, my kid is not going to know how to be social because that's not the case. Um, Now, I think that also in some people's minds, they think that homeschooling is way more difficult than what it really is. And in reality, homeschooling is literally a matter of going down to your school board with, you know, first going to your child's school, withdrawing them from that school, going down to the school board and registering your child as homeschool in that county. Once a year, you'll need to have an evaluation done by a certified teacher in that county. And outside of that, that's fine. There's no curriculum that you have to follow. You can follow your own curriculum. Um, I suggest getting curriculums from overseas, curriculum from Ghana or Asia, uh, Nigeria, you know, any, any. Any country on, on a motherland, any country in Asia, because from my findings, they have the Asian children and black children um, kind of get the highest expectations placed on them education wise. So why over here, our curriculum is like ABC one, two, three over there. They're learning way more advanced stuff in the motherland. Um, so homeschooling is not difficult. Um, the way we did it was the parents. We would pool our money together every week. To pay the teacher the teacher love it because they get paid more, they're in charge of their curriculum they're dealing with parents that care uh, and if you talk to any teachers, you'll find that they're no I don't care who the teacher is their number one frustration is dealing with parents that do not care because as a teacher, you can care all day, but if the parents are not meeting you halfway if they are not doing their are you playing footsie with me? <laughs> why are you rubbing your feet on me <laughs> um what, what was I just saying, son? You made me forget.
1: You were like how the, the Asia and
0: I was talking about Asia and Asian the motherland and stuff. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. So oh, I was saying about the teachers. Yeah. I was saying um. You know, their, their their number one frustration is lack of parent cooperation. So the teachers love it because they have involved parents. They get paid more. They have control. Uh, it's a win-win. So our young black teachers that are just getting out of school—they're the perfect ones. It's elementary school, you know. If you're starting out elementary school, get you a young teacher, fresh out of college, young black teacher. You know what I mean? Um, they'll be happy to take the job, and they'll be—and that'll be some great experience for them. Um, so now, son, so you were homeschooled. Can you tell us what the name of your homeschool
1: was? The Shule Ali Day.
0: The Shule Ade Tunde. Um, the Shule Ade Tunde was amazing. They had their own pledge. Um, they did their own events. They would get paid to do events. And they would, you know, put the money in their own bank account and decide. They would buy their own books, pay for their own field trips. It was amazing. So you're, you were kind of teaching our children how to make money, you know, and pay for their education and what they need. It was amazing. Um, so, son, do you remember your pledge from Shule Ade Tunde?
1: To be honest, I do not. You don't remember it? No, it's like when I first came into homeschool, we used to say it all the time because mm-hmm. we just had so many little people, mm-hmm. but then as the population grew, mm-hmm. it just, and it had so many older people, the older people didn't want to do the particular style was stupid, <laughs> so that the big kids felt
0: like they were too cool
1: yeah so then like we just stopped doing the pledge
0: man i wish you guys i wish you still knew it because i loved their pledge it was so cute but anyway the pledge pretty much was like about self-love just teaching them to love themselves to love and respect their classmates um now elijah i want to ask you this do you feel like you and i want you to answer this honestly okay how you feel i want we we want to know there's a bunch of parents listening to this and we want to know the truth so we want to know how the children feel um so tell me the things that you liked about homeschool and tell me the things that you didn't like first start with the things tell me some of the things you did like about homeschool
1: what I liked about homeschool is that it's You can either have a big homeschool Or a small homeschool okay. I like a small homeschool Because you get to know your students okay. And other people more Because you just crumble in the room And the other thing I like is that There's no problems Because mm. you barely can do anything It's just, just learn and eat and learn mm. Go play sometimes And the other thing I like about homeschool Is that the like there's more like it detail cuz they have mm. more time except cuz they're not worrying about getting paid mm. because it's their school.
0: Okay. So you feel like the teachers are able to care more, put more time in it. Okay. Yeah, because they're on their own schedule. You know? So they don't have it's not like, you know, a public school where it's like, okay, we have an hour for this, an hour for that. The teachers can make their own schedule, so, you know, they can kind of move at their own yes. pace. Okay. Now, so, what are some things that you did not like about homeschool?
1: What what did not like was um, how that they was teaching so much hmm. that you barely had room to breathe, use okay. the bathroom, and <laughs> how lunch was only 10 minutes long because, mm-hmm and how long homeschool is that when you get home you barely have time to do what you need to do because my homeschool was until 5 30 and normally it's in pine hill so the traffic is just ongoing so mm-hmm. it takes a longer time so when you get home it's already like 6 30 7 o'clock okay. and you won't have that time to do what you want to do
0: okay so you felt like the the hours were too long and it was yeah. a lot of work okay okay that's very honest so now tell me so um so now after we uh elijah was at the homeschool for about four years um after that is when uh we were kind of transitioning into a different part of our life um i had uh, left the state for some time to take up a job in georgia um So he ended up having to... He stayed here for some time with one of my uh, sisters in my sacred sister circle. So he ended up going to public school while I went and took my job out of state. So he is in public school now. And I I thought it was best for him right now. Since we're... kind Like I said, we're in a period of time right now where there's a lot going on in our lives. And I just did not have the time to dedicate to homeschool um so for now in his last year elementary school he is in a public school system so now elijah tell me some of the things that you like about public school
1: well the first thing is that the things that you're not going to happen that you don't know what's going to happen in public school the um the people that you don't know the environment the lunch all that other stuff and how I'm not used to the hours being way more shorter. Mm. So, and I had to get my um, work done faster mm. because I was on their schedule and they wanted to teach many different things. So I would be done with my work in like 15 minutes and the people were just shocked and they thought, like, how does he do that? But it's like when you're home, school it's just a whole different environment. Mm. And sitting next to people you don't know, that they know, and then listening to the conversations, is just a little bit nosy, but <laughs> really because that you don't know them, so, and you don't have nothing to do. You just When you're finished, you just watch and you put your head down on something. That's the only thing you can do. And then when it comes to lunch, I'm not used to seeing kids running around talking, roasting other people. Mm. So it's definitely like a whole different experience. And then specials. Mm. When there was specials music, I already, I knew how to play drums, so I was a natural at that already. Mm-hmm. But everything else, it was just a whole new another instrument, a whole other object to me. Mm. So now,
0: that's very interesting, son. I love the way you express yourself. Um, now, let me ask you this. So in your opinion... What do you like better? Did you like homeschool better or public school better?
1: Well, it's a 50-50 because I like the less homework and (laughs) I like the less hours. But in homeschool, I have more fans. I was more sociable Mm. and more education. So do you feel like... um,
0: So would you say that the kids in public school do you feel like most of them are good kids or do you feel like there's a lot of ones that are badly behaved
1: well at ace you get the good guys mostly get the rebels And so so there was mostly rebels at my school and bad guys so that it was mostly like
0: now what don't, now don't, real quick son Now don't say the name of your school Because remember a lot of people are listening to this That we don't know So don't say the name of your school, your current school Just say my school, okay I forgot okay. to tell you that before we started recording Just for safety reasons, okay Okay, um, okay so now I'm going to give you all a backstory. Do you mind me sharing with them The story of when you were getting bullied Can I do it? You want to share the story? Okay I feel
1: like I have more detail.
0: Okay. Um so I'm I'm going to start the story and then you're going to tell the story, okay? Um so my son is uh so now my son was, you know, starting public school. I I was worried because I'm like, okay, you know, he's used to being in homeschool. He's used to being around, you know, children who are loved, children who come from pro black families. Children who are pl- proud to be Africans, children that know who they are. And I was like, this kid is going to be shocked when he gets to public school and sees how most of the kids are going to be. I'm like, I felt like he was just going to be like, what on earth is going on here? So, um, I definitely had some worries, but I also knew that, you know, this had to happen eventually. So it was like, okay, now or never. Um, So, you know, when he when he first started, uh, things went smoothly in the very beginning. But, you know, then things kind of went left when I I went up to the school and I picked out his teacher myself, um, because since I knew I was going to be out of state for a little bit, I wanted him to have a teacher that was older, you know, definitely a black teacher, um, someone that I felt could help keep him grounded, you know, show him some love. Now, uh I feel like the sister that was his teacher, I feel like she was overworked, underpaid, and I felt like she was frustrated and, you know, as the year went on, I feel like it definitely was not the best decision to have her as a teacher. Um so Elijah what Now, keep in mind my son is an extremely uh well-behaved, loving child. Um, he does not bully or hurt other students or other people. So when I was in, uh, in Atlanta, I was getting phone calls like every other week about him. Like he had gotten in trouble here and he had gotten into an argument here and got into a fight there. And I was just like, what? Like, not my love, not the love of my life. I'm like, no, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. Oh, you have something in your eye. Ooh. Oh, I got it look at me okay sorry um you know so I'm just like what is going on so I was like you know what I gotta get my baby I don't know what's going on but this is just not like my child And I think it's very important that when we see children getting into trouble that we do not write them off as just some bad kids I think it is very important to always look at what is going on emotionally with this child you know for them to be behaving this way I remember when I was in high school and in my mother's latter years when she was getting ready to transition and she fell extremely ill I remember going to school and being so angry because I had to take care of her nobody was helping me I was trying to figure out how to take care of my mom and still keep up with My studies still keep up with friends and be somewhat of a normal kid. And I was angry. I was frustrated. My mother was angry and frustrated and hurt and in pain. And when I went to school, guess what? I was ready to take it out on whoever. So my attitude was horrible. I stayed in the, um, what what was it? What did they call it? They called it the, uh, I forgot what they called the front office. But it wasn't, it wasn't the front office. It was the, um... Oh, I can't think of the word. Anyway, where they where they send you when you get in trouble. Well, I stay getting referrals and, and all that. And everyone just... And then, you know what they did? They sent me to boot camp. Like, nobody... And it's crazy. I'm like, nobody ever said what's going on with her. You know, like, what's going on in her personal life to cause this? They just write you off as bad. So, when I found out, my son was getting in trouble. I'm like, what? No, not my love. And I knew immediately, like, something is wrong. Because my son does not do that. Um... So the first time he got in trouble, it turns out that, you know, a kid was kind of messing with him. And and I also feel like loved, healthy children tend to be a target when you put them in the midst of like children who have traumatic home lives. So you put the bright eyed, bushy tailed kid in the middle of them and they just turn into savages and want to eat this kid alive. And, you know, I feel like that is what was happening with my baby. Um... So, you know, this went on for some weeks, you know, I definitely noticed a change in my child's morale, Uh, definitely noticed him uh, getting depressed, definitely noticed his self confidence and his light was dimming. And um, I was like, okay, this this, this is getting out of control. And it took a while for him to really open up to me and be honest with me about what was going on at school. And he let me know that he was feeling like he was having some trouble fitting in and that the boys were picking on him. And um, I told him, I was like, son, listen, you know, they pick on you. You're going to have to defend yourself. There's no way around it. You know, so he did end up almost getting suspended from school at one point because a kid was messing with him and he ended up socking the kid in his stomach and then they wanted to suspend him. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It's so frustrating as a parent. It's like, you know, your children, your child says they're being bullied. What do you want me to do? You know, I tell my child defend himself. He does that. And then y'all want to say, oh, we're suspending him for defending himself. But y'all are not helping with the situation. And it can become extremely, extremely frustrating as a parent. Um, So, Elijah, so I want you to tell them the story. So then once this incident happened, uh, you know, that my son is about to describe, that's when I knew that it was the last straw and I had to do something drastic because honestly the bullying situation was weighing on the whole family just knowing that my son was going through that it just it was literally killing me I just was like I can't I can't take it like I'm gonna go end up going up there and whooping one of these kids ass and I'm gonna be like go get your mama I'm gonna whoop your mama ass too like period Like, that's the way it was it was headed that in that direction so um I knew that a a change had to be made. And and, and just and, uh, just as important as it is to teach our children how to defend themselves from bullies, it's also very important to love and raise and give attention to your children so that your child is not the bully. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're having this conversation about bullying awareness, but a lot of parents are forgetting to understand the fact that your child may be the problem, your child may be the bully, it may be your child harming other students, you know, or, or teasing other students. So this is why proper, you know, emotional care is important in our kids, because when they don't have that, they end up going to school and terrorizing people. Um. So now, Elijah, I want you to tell us the story of, you know, the incident where things kind of got worse. I want you to tell us that story, and I want you to, after you tell us the story, I want you to talk to us about, you know, how it made you feel, okay?
1: Well, the story all happened when, because everybody in the school was very black, and when you see this light kid that has a baby voice and looks like a baby, it's just, they feel like you're weak and they want to pick on you. Ooh, let me stop you right there, son.
0: So, you noticed that the children treated you different because you're light skin. Wow. Now that's deep. That is extremely deep, son. I don't think that you even understand how deep that is. And that color, that's called colorism, son. That means that you're in the same race, we all black people, but it's saying, okay. Light-skinned men are weaker than dark-skinned men. Or it's saying light-skinned women are prettier than dark-skinned women. And you being light-skinned, how do you look at it? Do you look at it as you're black and you're an African?
1: Yes, because we like, if I'm not getting sunburned when I get in, in the sun, I still have melanin in my skin. I know that's right, son. So in your eyes, you're like, what's the problem? We all black people. Why
0: are we... You know, teasing each other or treating each other differently, depend, depending, you know, depending upon our skin tone. And it's so stupid, son. That's the only word I can use to describe that. It's so stupid. And, and I hate that that is such a problem within our people. But unfortunately, son, it is. And um, the fact that even our youth are experiencing and feeling that is crazy to me. And we're going to expand more on that. Uh, in a later episode So I'm sorry to cut you off But I just wanted to talk about that But continue Sorry.
1: And the crazy thing is that When you and Marcus picked me up At the front office The next day people called me adopted And my mind was blown And I was quiet that whole day mm. And when they said it again That's when like I couldn't stand it no more cause Ever, everybody was laughing And they kept on saying it at P.E. Hmm. So then, when I so then I told the teacher, she said, "Tell another teacher." When I didn't, she said, "Just ignore it." But then it started happening again. And then since I didn't do anything because no when we got called names. They, they fought each other since I didn't do anything. They kept on pushing me. So then, when I told the teacher again, they called me a wimp. And then it started getting into physical, physical. And then when I hit them, it's where I have to get in trouble for it and get suspended. And I didn't really know what was the problem if because when they hit me, they would make sure the teachers are not looking mm. and when I get them back, they make sure the teachers are looking and make a whole scene
0: mm. okay, so now tell us um so how does that make you feel so it makes you does it make you feel frustrated when you tell the teacher and she don't do anything, but then if, you know, if you do something, you get in trouble. What? How, how does that make you feel when that
1: happens? Like when it happens, they don't let you explain the problem <laughs> okay. and what happened. It was just, oh, you did this, so it's going to take you straight to the to the dean. And when you write a statement, it's like you can't really describe it writing it down. You really got to describe it to talking to another person. And I feel like they don't understand that because... People didn't under, under care either because when I when the last fight I really got into was outside of art when I told on somebody and he said he's gonna fight me when I get to my dismissal area. Hmm. So when I got there, he just smacked me right on the on the cheek when I wasn't looking. So then there was one teacher right there standing and she was like stop stop but how are you gonna tell that guy to stop when he doesn't care about what He just cares about physical and proving a point
0: mm. so you definitely you you're saying that you recognize that the teacher could have did more but she just didn't yeah okay um yeah so that day when that happened um I was actually at work and I had just finished off a client and, and my phone rings and it's my son and I'm thinking my baby calling me you know just to say hi because sometimes he'll call me just to check on me so sweet <laughs> I love you um, and so um my baby gets on the phone and he's like he's like mommy I got beat up and my heart just oh my god y'all I cannot begin to describe my heart falling out my body um I was so distraught that I couldn't even like drive like I was distraught so I just ended up calling my well he wasn't my fiance at the time but I ended up calling my fiance Marcus and I was just like babe I need you to go up to the school and handle this because I just cannot even I just can't Um, And plus, he was, like, way closer than me. It would have taken me an hour to get there from where I was in traffic. So I was like, listen, babe, just please go up there, get him, and just figure this out for me. Because I was, at that point, I just... I was completely done that that just took a lot out of me. I just cannot handle knowing anything bad is happening to my baby. I, it just puts me in a bad place and my mind go to wander and I start contemplating doing crazy stuff and I scare myself. So I'm just like, you know what? I need to sit here and just sit down. Um, so now, you know, this incident happens. Um, the teacher did not report what happened. The teacher did not call me and and, you know, let the school know like, hey, this happened. She did not comfort or console my son or maybe offer to help walk him to the office and call me. Uh, None of that. And I'm gonna tell y'all why these teachers do that. Uh, They do that because they are instructed to. Um, I want you all to understand this. Everything in this country is a money game. It's always about the money. No matter what we say or what we do, it's always about the money. The reason why these teachers do not, um, why they are trained to not report incidences, like when my child got attacked, is because the more incidences that they report of that nature, the less money and funding they get so these teachers get instructed to either not report these incidences or to report them but categorize them under something other than you know a fight or bullying issue this is why the schools act legally blind when something is going on with your child. And you you're trying to figure out what they're doing about it. They sweep it under the rug and they want it to go away because if they sit and were to document every fight that they had, they would lose funding. Okay, so this teacher watches my child get attacked, says stop one time like, oh, hey guys, stop. Maybe if you can, if you can't find like that was like the extent of her effort and then proceeds to not even call me. Because, okay, you want to be technical? Yeah, you're not obligated to physically break up a fight, even though I could see if it was two, like, big, grown high school boys fighting. But they're elementary school kids. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, if you want to go off of technicalities, yeah, technically, you are not um, obligated to break the fight up. But morally, what, but te- I'm not even going to say morally. I'm going to say, but you are required to at least report the fight had my own child you know this is why i'm glad that my son has a phone had my own child not um you know call me and let me know the school would have never let me know they never would have said anything to me okay and and that's how much they care about our children um and that's why we cannot give them that much of the benefit of the doubt um so the next day, me and my fiance went up to the school and we were like, we want to talk to the principal. Oh, the principal is not available. Okay. Well, we want to talk to whoever is next for the principal. Um, They're not available. Okay. So we go back the next day. Okay. We need to talk to someone. Oh, no, 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 no. When we went the first day, they took our information down. They were like, oh, well, we'll call you. <laughs> Three days later, we didn't get a phone call. So I said, you know what? That's it, because I didn't send my baby back to that school. I'm like, my baby is not going back in there. So we go up three days later, and I'm like, listen, y'all said y'all was going to call me. You never call me. I want to speak to someone now, right now. Like I ain't got time. Cause if they would have played with me one more time, I would have got all my sons, aunties, and uncles. I would have got my fiancé, whole family, and we would have been up there causing a the scene. So I'm like, you know, we want to speak to someone. They must be able to see in my eyes what I felt because we ended up getting to talk to somebody. So when when we when we tell them what happened, what was it? The dean we were talking to. The dean, she, she looking all shot like, oh, I had no idea any of this went on. How do you not know about this? So that means that the teacher also did not even report it to her authority. Okay. This teacher literally watched my child get attacked and was like living her best life going about her business. Um, So they end up pulling the tape of the incident and Lo and behold, the story went down exactly the way my son had described. Um, So, of course, now come all the, oh, you know, oh, we're so sorry. Oh, this, that, and the third. Uh, No, you're done. I I was like, you can go ahead and give me the withdrawal papers. And I snatched my son up out of there. And and we ended up sending him to a better school uh, where the principal had won principal of the year you know, where people cared more and, you know, his first day of school, you know, I let them know, I'm like, you know, my, my son is extremely traumatized. I'm like, he was targeted and attacked at his own school, you know, so it's going to be difficult for him to adjust to a new school. But as opposed to them just being like, oh, well, get over it. They had the guidance counselor come out, talk to him, um, gave him a stress ball to help with his nerves. Uh, They had two male students come out to the hallway uh, to help, you know, to walk him into the classroom. They walked him uh, in the back of the classroom as opposed to the front of the classroom, you know, to help with his nerves. You know, so sending him to a a better school where, you know, they cared a little bit more definitely worked out for us. Um, Elijah, do you do you feel happy that you were able to get away from a bullying situation
1: yeah because going out that school and not knowing that any day you're gonna get jumped because I got jumped once by another dude messing with me Mm. so I got jumped I almost got jumped but I ran Mm. and like just knowing that no one's really gonna do anything just comforts me and just gives me more confidence
0: okay so you feel like you feel like you don't have to like watch your back.
1: Yes, now you all feel like the you time. Can
0: relax. Okay, so do you feel like when you're dealing with bullying at school, does it make it hard for you to focus on your schoolwork?
1: Yes, and when I try to confront the teacher about it, you know she doesn't want to hear that because she feels like I was I didn't sign up for this. So mm-hmm. when you tell her, she's like, "Oh, just tell another teacher." But when you ask to go to that teacher, she says no. And, like, when I state my problems to the other teachers, they go to the other teacher, they go to the dean, they go to the principal and let them know what's going on. And that's what I like about my school. Okay. So
0: I I agree with you, son. I think that when children know that the adults surrounding them care, it makes you guys feel more comfortable. You know, and it makes, and when you feel more comfortable, then you can focus on your schoolwork. You know, how can you really focus on your schoolwork when you're constantly having to watch your back? Um, Well, son, thank you so much for being a guest on the show and telling us how you feel. I
1: appreciate you so much. You want to say something else? Um, I love you all, guys, that watch and support my mom. Make sure that you keep on doing it for me, for everybody, for yourself, because it really helps us right now. And make sure to just keep on the support going and going, because you all know how much it really helps my mom and Marcus. So please do that, and I'll be going now. Bye, guys. Thank you, son. I just love you so much. I can't take it. I love you so much. Well,
0: um, we're we're going to um We're going to uh, end the show this week with that. I hope you all enjoyed the Love of My Life on here. I think it's very important for us to have these conversations with the children. They're smarter than we know. They observe more than we know. Um, You have to definitely ask open-ended questions with our children. Get them to open up. Get them to, you know, really speak on how they feel because it's so easy for us to get so caught up in working, you know, and whatever we have to do that we end up taking the attention away from our kids who need it the most. Okay, take the time out, have these conversations with your children, you will be surprised at things that you will learn about them. Because remember, black children are natural genius. Um so I want to thank you all for listening and as always peace, love, and black power.